It's kind of like the people that are like, well, oh, the, the earth is flat. There's two types of people. There's the people who believe that Die Hard is a Christmas movie, and then there are the people who are wrong. And then there's Bruce Willis. <laughs> oh, okay. Nerd On. Welcome to Nerd On, the podcast you didn't need but deserve. Where all levels of nerd are welcome. All levels. Even if you just want to come out to the coast. Have a few laughs. Have a few laughs. <laughs> It'll be fun. It'll be fun. <laughs> that was good. I wasn't expecting that. That was really good. What's uh, up, y'all? It worked somehow. Hey, yeah. hey there. That's, oh, that nice. might be on my like top yeah. five favorite opens. Yeah. Okay. Just because it was so unexpected. Uh, if you have a guess by that. Uh, today we're going to be talking about a very special movie, very special to me, very special Christmas to, movie, very special Christmas movie. Uh, the most, wow, you just you just did that, the Christmasiest movie of all, no matter who says otherwise. Yep. Yeah, uh, and it is also celebrating its thirtieth anniversary. That's right, Holy shit. Woo! That's uh, many years. Phenomenal film starring wow. the one and only Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. It's Die Hard. Oh yeah, Die Hard. Wow. Five. No. Original. No, <laughs> and not and not the one that's coming up. The sixth one, apparently. No. Yeah. So no. grab a cup of cocoa, snuggle by the fire, yeah. walk through some glass, get Come a on, machine Bubby. gun. <laughs> Come on, Bubby, let's get a machine this. gun. Get your detonators, and, and we'll do this. But uh, before we get into it, uh, I am Ollie, one of your hosts. My name is Tom. I'm Corey. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Josh. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and I have two pieces of housekeeping to do. First, this episode is a bonus episode. It is a gift from us here at NerdOn to you, our listeners. And this episode is brought to you in part by our patrons over at Patreon. Woohoo! Wow. I don't know why I could do that. I didn't Song. say it with you this time. Wow. <laughs> so lonely. I'm so lonely but now. Thank you guys now, for, for allowing us to do the show. We, we This is the highlight of my week getting to record. Yes. So. Heck yeah, it is. Yeah. But also thank you to our listeners. Yep. Everybody who's using their ears to listen to our words yeah. right now. We all, you. all levels of support are welcome. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh. Tying it in. Ooh. Isn't that cool? Isn't yeah. that cool? But shall we get into this? We yes. shall. This juicy goodness. But before we get into the juicy goodness, we need to... We need to get into the gripey goodness. No. <laughs> no. Tom's no, so mad already. Uh, so this is DJ Qualms in the house, and I'm going to bring you that track of Guess That Grom. Jesus. So with Guess That Grom, if you're new to the show, uh, since this is a movie, this episode, it's something that we can rate, and it's a rate out of one to five. And if someone like Caitlin, who likes the movie, regardless of how good or how bad it is, uh, she rates it a five or higher. And if it's uh, Josh, who you know has watched you know movies for hours straight at Hollywood Video, mm-hmm. so he might be a little jaded and put it at a four point nine. He's still the grump a little for that jaded <laughs> yeah. with a point one. Even if it's a high rating, taking if it it's down. the lowest, hey, you are the grump. I put for the a fi- four point yep. five on something, and everyone thought I was like the asshole for the day. And I was like, okay, it happens. Sure. Um, so, someday we'll develop a scale. So if you're new at home, write down what you th- who you think will be the grump out of all of us and also write your own rating. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the episode, we'll give our ratings and uh, whoever has the least amount of votes go first. Mm-hmm. So since I explained it, I will guess that the person that will rate it the lowest is going to be Caitlin. Wow. Wow. Caitlin. Okay. What a strong choice. What um, a strong oh. <laughs> I will guess... Because uh, I totally had a guess ready to go. Tom? Yeah, that guess sounded so ready to go. <laughs> I was so confident. <laughs> I've been thinking about this, and I'm thinking, like, I don't know. I'm going to say Caitlin. <gasps> what? Dick. All right. What a dick. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say... What? <laughs> what? Ali. Okay. Okay. All right. Choice. That's a choice. Two on Caitlin. And uh, I'm going to go with Josh. Wow. Wow. Okay. Because I've got it out for you. So that's everybody. Oh, that's so one on Josh, one eyes. on Tom, two on Caitlin. All right. So Corey and Ollie will go first. All right. So with that, now the spoiler of Guess That Grump, the initial reactions. Mm-hmm. So our first time watching it, or maybe if we were alive, how that time was when we did watch it. I was three out. years old and I remember. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll go first. Yeah. So uh, Die Hard. Uh, as I explained before on the show, 
Um, I, with my film career, is completely the exact opposite of everything I've watched as a child. My parents uh, has the collection of every action movie from like the early or the late 70s to like the late 2000s now. And yeah. uh, <laughs> all of the... Uh, all the action heroes, Schwarzenegger, Stallone, Van Damme, not shy of a good amount of Bruce Willis. Yeah. Uh, Striking yeah. Distance, uh, Boy Scout, these kind of films. And yep. when I was of the earliest memory is the Die Hard trilogy. So when I was born, it was just the trilogy. It was just like there. And I'm that not that mm-hmm. young, but that's, that's my earliest memory of it. And... I remember watching the third one first mm-hmm. and watching that With one Sam more. Jackson? I think a lot of people Yeah. Did. And Jeremy Irons? Yeah. And yeah. then knowing the fucking water to three gallons oh, yeah, to five yeah, yeah. gallons thing, yep. I'm like, that was my life. Uh, it's the Riddler. That was my life. <laughs> and uh, then all of a sudden, like, going back, and I was like, why does this one look older? It's like, oh, this is the second one. And then I was like, oh, why does this one look older? <laughs> this is the first one. I was like, holy So you watched them in balls. reverse order. I watched them in reverse order. Wow. Um, but it didn't pull wow, away Wow, is this a it. prequel? <laughs> Mike, this is the greatest filmmaking ever. They just go backwards. The greatest filmmaking ever. Um, yes, yeah, so I, I watched this movie, and it's a to me, this is like our family movie. You know, guns, violence, some wow. terrorist that you don't you know want to uh, identify with. And uh, yeah, I love I love this movie just because I love good old action movies back in the day. Nice. Yeah. And uh, shout out to my boy Carl Winslow. Yeah. yeah. Oh so, yes. Very I, much. Yeah, matters was a is a heart. Is, is, is close to my heart. Yeah. Uh, he quick. made me feel like family matters. Jesus oh. Christ. <laughs> On that note. We need to have a moment of silence. Did she do that? Um, <laughs> he did that. I, I don't remember my first time watching this. This was made a year before I was born. Um, mm-hmm. But I grew up with with my dad loving it. Uh, shout out to Mike. Um, shout out. And so uh, I have seen it frequently throughout throughout my life. I'm not as familiar with the rest of the franchise as I am with this first one. Wow. Um, We're on opposite ends of the table. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I have seen them, but I am not. This is the one I have seen the most, and I hold nearest and dearest to my heart. Very much <laughs> on the opposite end of the table. Then, um, for me, I know. I know. Prior to this, Bruce Willis was known. Bruce Willis was known for comedy, and so this was kind of like a foyer into that mm-hmm. action. And it's pretty much set the trajectory of his career, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But it's. I mean, it's fun. Alan Rickman. I'm a, I have a soft spot for him. <gasps> yeah. Uh, soft spot. And uh, it's just Jello. I didn't know that this was his first go around in film. At forty one, which is oh, I had no idea either. Uh, But he's, I don't every scene he's in, I love it. So I, from start to finish, this is a film where I, I have feelings, I laugh, I cry, (laughs) like it's feelings. It's across the board. I love it. He gets hungry. Yeah. Um, I too cannot remember like the very first time that I saw this, but like usually everyone forgets your first time. (laughs) 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 Um. But like Tom, my my childhood was I grew up with dudes, and so my dad was way into my stepdad uh, Greg. Shout out to Gotta him. Um, action movies. Uh, mm-hmm. The big one was James Bond, but mm. these ones, Die Hard, was. I remember when the new new ones would come out, we'd go see them or we'd get them on the VHS. Mm-hmm. Yep. VHS. And they're all in the slidey little, that, Josh? little yeah. things. Yeah. Um, so I just remember loving this start to finish. I mean, it is, it's an action film. Mm-hmm. And I love every second of it. And it's, of- it's got the quips. It's got the slow motion here and there. It's like, hmm. And he's doing it all barefoot. The, music, the music's great. <laughs> yeah. Say one of the better Christmas action movies. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I don't think there's a lot out there. No. <laughs> no. Uh, I'm going to go with a no. Caitlin. Yeah. Unless you count Jingle All the Way. Unless you count Shane Black. All right, you guys. Yes. You Jingle guys, this is really important. I have a confession yeah. to make. You still didn't see it? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so getting in, in, in preparation for this, it was the first time I had seen this movie. Yeah. Um, Good job. And my roommate let me borrow a, a, the DVD. And Devated. when they came in, I was like, oh, yeah, this is the one with the guy with the hair and the leopard bodysuit. You thought what? it was Fifth Element. Kick. I God thought it was the damn Fifth it. Element. <laughs> God. She told me this the? last night, and I'm like, oh. First dear. planes, trains, and automobiles thinking it's airplane, and now. I'm going to require you to Google okay, everything we do on the show. The okay. I'm going to have you Google it first. Bef- like, when we're but deciding on topics, like, you Google this. How? Here's, here's a tidbit of Bruce information Willis. because my roommate was like, how did you mess mix these two things up? And I was like, all right, 
riddle me this. It's Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. Bruce yeah. Willis. And the, he's got, a, there's a guy. I forgot bad. about the spaceship that's there's there. bad. Yeah. I, uh, space here. Who yeah. cares? So <laughs> he's got to fight somebody. There's a lady in that peril. Guy, weird accent. He's got to like. So you just explain the every, lady every action ever. movie. Right. So, and I was like, and he gets the girl in the end. And he was like, oh, I don't. Well, yeah. And I was like, yeah. So this is, it's like the same thing. And he was like, it's, I'm hurt by your words. I don't want to crucify you on the show. <laughs> but you're going to. <laughs> But there is no lady in peril in Fifth Element. She takes care of yeah. her own damn self. 100%. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, his there mom. is no high. She you does. Argue his mom yeah. is in peril. Yeah, you're she's, she's you're not going to win this argument. I that's, appreciate it, though. That's totally fine. Uh, my There's brain no just saw Bruce opera. Willis. You're, you are now required to Google everything we want. Oh, 100%. You're giving reasons. 100%. I'm hearing excuses. Yeah, that's totally fine. So, but so yeah, I thought they were the same thing. But oh, I Star want, Wars, the one with the Vulcans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The space guys. No, that's the Flintstones. Yep. No, that's the. No, no, they're they're that's the Dexter's laboratory. They're ground people. I'm talking those anyway. Yeah. Um, so watching this movie for the first time, all of the like action adventure movies I've seen in the past, where it's like the guy being heroic and saving somebody or lots of people, whatever. Normally, they're like sexist. There's like dumb things everywhere. Nothing's really wrapped up. There are plot holes everywhere. They're terrible. You throw a stick at something, it explodes. Right. <laughs> so so most of my action movie watching experience has been that. So this was actually a very pleasant surprise. I loved this. You liked the movie. I liked the movie. Good. A lot. <laughs> I also Can I also make a general statement? I feel yeah. really bad to say this, but I feel like you with like action movies and dramas and all this stuff, like you've seen a lot of bad ones. Yeah. Oh, And tons, Ali, you've seen tons. a lot of bad horror films. Yeah. And with our powers combined, we can show you the good ones. Right. The good yeah. ones. But also the ones that are of the good time. But of the, oh, so good. <laughs> but... Also, I do love the bad ones. I'm yes. just saying. <laughs> Nothing wrong with them. That's so in, in my initial reactions are I'm I'm happy to have seen this film because everything was wrapped very nicely. All of the characters fe- felt very fleshed out. The arcs were there. And the arcs were there. Uh, the theme was there. Anything that was brought up. Yeah, I actually gave a shit about everybody. I wasn't yeah. like, ah, oh, like even the henchmen. I cared about henchmen. <laughs> Carl. <laughs> Carl. <laughs> Carl. But yes, that's so... I like the movie. Ollie, yeah. Ollie, Pox and Free. Um, so I didn't see this until uh, I think around college sometime. Which was yesterday. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Appreciate okay. that, actually. Um, and I'm a huge fan, or I became, like, in college, what I would do is because of old school Netflix where you get DVDs in the mail. Holy mm-hmm. shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was uh, awesome. I would get, like, I would go on these, like, streaks of, like, Different like subgenres, mm. and one of them was like eighties and nineties action. Oh. And we just hit like the. This and is it, also suggesting like fucking throw it yeah, in the basket. Yeah, it was like your, Die Hard. Because you watch Pootie Tang. Here's Die Hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, like like all the Schwarzenegger movies and stuff like that. Schwarzenegger. Um, and I like that like eighties and nineties like late eighties early nineties action films are like some of my favorites. Just yeah, because of all gems, even the ones that are like over the top and silly yeah. and 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 ridiculous, they're just entertaining, and I love them. I can watch them anytime. They're it's on like, TV. There's whatever. something magical about like '80s action and '80s sci-fi. Yeah, and I don't know exactly how to pinpoint it. And yeah. it's funny because honestly, until this podcast, I hated anything from the '80s. <laughs> I hated it. You hated. The because I wrong only thing. I only saw the, the like stuff. riffs, like the parodies of '80s things, or the bad stuff. Yeah, because yeah. so have... I never had any idea of what like the good stuff that all the jokes were based off the of meaty, were like. Meaty. Because yeah. you have bad friends, and we're the good ones. They're gonna help you out. <laughs> Everyone at home, this we is got shout you. Out. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Caitlin, guys. That means that you hated me. <laughs> oh, I know. No, 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 Josh. Like half She's, the room. You, oh no, you hated I, you me. Like half the room. Nineties kids. Us nineties kids. Wow. But I love the wow. eighties. We, we love you though. Uh, but Ali, continue. Hmm. But bringing it back in, the uh, hmm. Die Hard one was proper. It, proper is probably one of my favorite uh, act, like action movies of all time. Like it was Ooh. just fun. Like I'm not, I'm not even gonna bury the lead. Somebody on Somebody was wrong when they chose. I'm not even gonna grump. give yeah. my. <laughs> just uh, says it flat out. <laughs> I just I, I would give this a, film. I I loved it the first time I saw it, and then I've seen it several several times since. Uh, the second and third one, not as good. Um, third one, shut your mouth. 
The second one, <laughs> the third one's much better than the second one. Because Sam Jackson. Um, Cause and Jeremy Irons. And it, I feel like it's closer to the feel of the first one than the second well, one. Well, because it's related, literally. Yeah. I know. And then, yeah. but yeah, I know. That was my initial reaction, which is cool. love. Stay tuned and listen to the third episode of that. <laughs> you want to tell us a little bit about this film, Tom? What is this film? What happened? So uh, let's go a brief, brief synopsis. This is part of the show where we brief talk a little bit brief, about brief. it. Spoilers if you haven't watched, but also you're 30 years too late. Um, so uh, a man from New York who's a cop, his name is John McClane, flies off, uh, gets off a plane, lands in Los Angeles to meet Christmas his wife. Eve. His estranged wife. His estranged wife to meet his wife at a holiday Christmas party to also see his young kids. I mean, at the time, we don't really know that she's estranged. Yes. yes. Brief synopsis, though. Yes. Yeah. She's estranged. I'm not going to go over the audience uh, feeling. <laughs> but I want to uh, know what they feel. Uh, well, well, he, they has fight. A, he has a teddy bear. He meets Argyle, who drives him in a drives him in a limousine to Nakatomi uh, Plaza, and where he, Fox Plaza, <laughs> uh, and he ends yeah. up meeting the chairman. He meets these other assholes, and he meets his estranged wife. They talk. They have a little bit of tension, and before you know it, uh, Hans Gruber's and the germs. Germans? The Europeans. The Europeans, uh, who are also excommunicated from their groups anyways, mm-hmm. uh, start taking over. And uh, in his uh, way of cleaning up, he leaves barefoot and in a wife beater to travel around this giant mega plaza tower, you know, 30-something floors, and uh, tries to wreak havoc. So think of Macaulay Kalkin and Indiana Jones uh, living in this space. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he does as much as he can to get the fire department there, the police department there. Finally, Carl Winslow's Al. Uh, Al. Uh, shows up to just do a surveillance because they kept hearing all these things going on. Uh, John McClane gets the hold of the radio so he knows how to uh, contact police. Uh, so all this disturbance is happening. Finally, a grand gesture of throwing a dead body of one of the henchmen uh, who happens to be the brother of Carl, who's like the main henchman. Uh, Actually, it's, that's not the body. Oh, the yeah, one in the, the elevator is the one body of the, of the brother. Body. Uh, but one of the main arc for Carl is that his brother died during this heist. Um, goes on and then uh, Carl Winslow brings in the rest of the LAPD, which later on brings in the FBI. We end up finding out that Hans Gruber, Gruber wants to get Gruber. these wants to, get, wants to get these bonds and uh, wants to hack into this computer. Six hundred million dollars worth. Six hundred million dollars worth of bonds, which is in this computer that has seven different layers of security that uh, Hacker Man is trying to break through. So all this tension's going on. John McClane is still trying to round about the entire place. He sees the futile attempts of the LAPD as they try to just muscle their way through. And Mister New York Cop, who's got all the information, is like, "Hey, developing a relationship with Carl Winslow's Hans Gruber's uh, infiltrates and kind of like masquerades as like a." normal dude and An American tries to, American and uh, tries to backstab John McClane fast forward everything uh, action ensues as Ollie would say mm-hmm. yes uh, to the action final, and hilarity here's the and thing. hilarity and hilarity <laughs> it's a thing uh, action ensues action ensues uh, to the final point where Hans Gruber falls uh, Joker a la Joker style yeah Ooh. yeah and uh, uh, John McClane uh, gets reunited with his uh, estranged wife and they'll just try to figure things out mm-hmm uh, Merry Christmas, and, ho, ho, ho. And Al gets over his fear that's been stopping him in his career, which is he shot someone. He shot accidentally, And he saves everyone's life at the end. Yes. He okay. is... Uh, his character art is complete. He <laughs> is mem- memorialized to this yeah. day. Go on your f- local social media, please. Well Just done, Tom. Credits. Thank you. That's really good. Uh, so, yeah. It's a Christmas movie with a heist and some terrorists and a lot of fun. Alan I, like, Rickman. Like, Alan fucking Rickman. Yeah, Alan, Alan Rickman. so good. I just want to point out right now yeah i mean i am of the it is a christmas movie but Mm -hmm. for everybody at home who's playing the so are the writers of the film on record no i understand that but some people are like no this isn't a christmas movie yeah which you're it's kind of like the people that are like oh the the earth is flat there's two types of people there's the people who believe that die hard is a christmas movie and then there are the people who are wrong and then there's bruce willis (laughs) okay oh and then there's bruce willis (laughs) bruce willis he's of the wrong he's of the wrong yeah what wait bruce willis well it came out in july what was it some award ceremony he was like it's It's like it's 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 not a a comedy central roast that's what it was yeah i'm gonna take it with a grain of salt but also the writer of the film but the full statement was that it's not a christmas movie it's a bruce willis movie like that's what he said i'm like all right bruce all right calm it up oh bruce yeah so it should go without mention. So it's a Bruce Willis Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it should go uh, without mention, but I'm mentioning it. Uh, Roderick Thorpe, who wrote the novel that this movie is based on, Nothing Lasts Forever, mm-hmm. uh, who helped also write all the Die Hard movies. Uh, this is a movie directed by John McTiernan, who did Predator, the first one, as Caitlin <laughs> has mentioned. 
uh, what I think of is the most manly movie of all time. It is. Uh, the year before. Yep. Uh, later on did Hunt for Red October. Last yes. action hero, Schwarzenegger. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then Die Hard 3. So we kind of know where John McTiernan's Also, like, I do want to argue that um, I have seen bits and pieces of Swear Predator. To Swear to God. But I would say this is the manliest movie. Uh, okay. When you watch the whole movie of Predator, then we could have a conversation. Yeah. Uh, screenplay. Well, that's fair. Uh, Jeb that's Stewart, fair. who did the first screenplay, uh, then later did uh, Leviathan the year after, and then Fugitive the year after that. Those were the most memorable things. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephen E. DeSouza uh, did Commando, Running Man, Die Hard 1, later yes. Flintstones Alive action movie, Beverly Hills Cop 3. So he wrote My Childhood? Yes. Is that? Okay. Judge cool. Dredd, 95, sure. I am the law. Oh, and yes. Tomb Raider, Cradle of Life. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Um, Kalen just spaced out. <laughs> there were a lot okay. of things that I haven't There's seen. A, uh, we we, we will get list. through all of them. I promise. One day. One day. Um, producers, Lawrence uh, Gordon, who was on Predator, who you could see that this whole crew kind of came from Predator. Uh, later on, went to do Field of Dreams, Waterworld, Die Hard 2, Hellboy 1 and 2. And then Joel Silver. And Joel Silver, who did The, the Warriors. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, Lethal Weapon 1, The Matrix, who's continued to do work. So Veronica Mars was the executive producer for, um, and then did Sherlock Holmes 1 and 2. And later on, Shane nice Black's guys. The Nice Guy. The other Christmas movie. The other Christmas mm-hmm. movie. That's actually me. So uh, I'm really glad that I'm we're, I'm seeing, when I did the research, that all these people who were like the above, ahead of the, above the line are still doing works that are very similar to this. Oh, yeah. Um, cast, Bruce Willis, known earlier for Moonlighting, as Corey mentioned, for comedy. Later on, did Striking Distance, Pulp Fiction, Fifth Element, Afterwards. Et cetera, et cetera. Great uh, movie. And then every single and Die Hard comedy. Movie. Did yeah. the whole nine yards and stuff uh, like that. And then is slated to do uh, Glass, which hasn't come out by the time mm. it's recording. Yeah. And also uh, McLean, which is the sixth Die Hard movie. And wow. Tom can quote me on this to go on record that Unbreakable is one of my favorite superhero films. We, when we talk about it, there will be a lot to I talk about. I love that, that movie. movie. Yeah. We it's should do phenomenal. that trilogy at some point. It's, it's, it's okay, Kate. It dips its toe. <laughs> it dips its toe into what I want to see from a superhero film. And we'll yeah. go into that during that episode. But mm-hmm. um, the, the late Alan Rickman. Mm-hmm. Uh, great. Dogma, Space Quest. Uh, H. Uh, Potts. Harry Potter, of course. Uh, Bonnie Bedelia, who also love actually, and I had actually throw that out there. Another Christmas movie, almost yep. all those movies. Bo- Bonnie Bedelia, who earlier was daytime soap opera of Love Life, that was her kind of claim to fame. Uh, glo- got a Golden Globe for Heart Like a Wheel, which is the movie that Bruce Willis saw and recommended she be in Die Hard because awesome. of it. Uh, wow. Reginald nice. Vell Johnson, uh, my boy, Carl's Winslow's, uh, Turner Hooch, uh, and reprises his role for Die Hard Two, and then uh, also reprises his role for the video game, Die Hard oh. video game. Oh. We should play that or stream that one day. Yeah. Hell yeah, we will. <laughs> on yeah. Twitch. Yeah. Um, distributed by 20th Century Fox. Released uh, earlier in Los Angeles, July 12th, 1988. And then three days later, world uh, nationally, uh, July 15th, uh, 1988. Runtime? Yeah. The, I was just going to say, I just saw the budget in box. That's okay. insane. Runtime was $132 million, And Corey, go ahead. The budget was $28 million. And it grossed $140.8 million. So that's, that's pretty insane. good. That's back then. It didn't make a lot of money. <laughs> I'm still surprised they made this on a $28 million budget. That's, that's I think always back in the day, just to give everyone an idea. They rented their own building. <laughs> well, they from Fox. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, anyway. So they were able to save some money. Uh, and sits comfortably at Rotten Tomatoes at a 93%. Yeah. Wow. Also. Fair. It was nominated for four Oscars, which is something that I didn't know until recently. And action oh, yeah. movies don't normally do. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is huge. They're mainly effects. Um, Tom, um, I'm going to put this out here course. now. Yes. Whenever you feel it's the time, I have a list of fun facts I would love to share about this film. They can be at the gushing section later, but I, I have. Stay tuned because I have them. Yeah, let's do it at the gushing section. Um, I'm so ready for those. So for, I guess that brings us into favorite parts. Yeah. Yeah. We have all the- Yippee-ki-yay, other buckets. (laughs) (laughs) So is that one of your favorite parts? Corey. The yippee-ki-yay is. I mean, it's, first of all, the dialogue between them during that whole time. Like, are you another American cowboy kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, you know, I preferred Roy Rogers, that kind of thing. I love that. And then that's just the perfect button on that conversation. Mm -hmm. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. And you're just like, ah, well, the he's cool, great. The cool thing with that, and I'm talking about like the narrative and filmmaking and all this stuff, like what Caitlin was saying, like this movie is very interesting and it checks a lot of boxes that normally most action films don't do because they're talking about action heroes. Yeah. And there's a like, cool meta upon that. And I, They say Schwarzenegger at one point. Yeah. And like they, it's cool because I, you know, I, I sat in on a class. I didn't take the class on action heroes. 
uh, for film theory and like how you establish the masculinity and blah, 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 blah. And like Bruce Willis has that at some points, but he doesn't play to him the same mm-hmm. way. Like to me, like this is well, how you see most action heroes nowadays take a lot of inspiration from him. I can actually explain why that is. It's one of the fun facts, but it kind of ties into that directly. Yeah, and uh, the director, uh, McTiernan, was tired of the trope of 80s action heroes. Having just worked on Predator and, you know, seeing like Rambo and all that kind of okay, stuff. Yeah. He was tired of the ultra-masculine, super ready-to-be-there kind of thing. Oh, so, so he changed the script for an everyman who didn't want to be there but had to. Yeah. Had no choice. Yeah. Uh, and it, it definitely changed how action movies... Well, and, on. and to Kalen's point, like it doesn't feel like your typical '90s like action thing, Mm-mm. and it's and even that line, "Yeah, because motherfucker," is not like it's not like presented no, he's like saying a, it like, is a like a one-liner. It's almost just like at the end of a conversation, he's, he's walking into out a of door the room. and he's gone. He's yeah, like, like, yeah, it's like it's kind of a throwaway. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. it's still like probably one of the most memorable like one-liners. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like a yeah, yeah. I'm a fucking cowboy. Whatever. Unless he says, "Welcome to the party." Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty one-liner. Yeah. Uh, other favorite parts? Um, I have two. Yeah, okay. my absolute two favorite parts are. It's so short. The vent scene when he's just like, "Come out to the coast. We'll have a few drinks. Yeah. It'll be fun." <laughs> and then he goes, "I feel like what a TV dinner. I, now I know what it feels like to be a TV, TV dinner." dinner. Yeah. Um, and then my next favorite is a scene that wasn't supposed to be in the film was when he and Alan Rickman meet, mm-hmm. and. Here's the thing about actors, especially actors from another country, when they can spot on do a American, American accent, accent. Yeah, I'm completely. Oh they wrote it in because they found out he could yeah. do it. I mean, he's such an amazing theater actor anyway, and so they wrote that scene in because they were like, "Oh shit, okay." And so that's one of and my. And they favorite didn't rehearse scenes. it. Yeah, it's the it's, only scene so, they didn't rehearse in the film, the so first, they could feel weird when it first started. I was like, what is he do? Oh. Oh, shit, he's evil. Yeah, it didn't, like, click immediately. I was like, oh, he's, like, really playing this up. Why is he? Ah. Yeah. I was fooled. Go ahead. I don't want to be an asshole, but it's kind of like, this is why we have mainly a lot of actors non from America coming in and do all these American roles. It's like, hey, when you start doing the other accent, then you go over there and do that shit, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's uh, That scene is especially good because it's a little, it's all about minor details, right? Mm -hmm. Like reading the name on the wall and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And the other thing I learned just by doing research on this film is that German cigarettes, I don't know if they do anymore, but at the time, didn't have as like the same kind of regulations. We'd know menthol, nothing like that. They're very harsh. Mm-hmm. And most Americans would have trouble smoking them. So when he hands it to him and he smokes it like it's no big deal, apparently in the script, that was one of the keys that he's not oh. American and why he gave him a gun without bullets. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he just was... took it and smoked it. And he was like, oh, okay. The only thing that stuck out to me during that scene, aside from, oh, he's really playing up this being a hostage, whatever. I was like, You'd think because they commented earlier that the cigarettes were so nice that he would say something about it. Yeah, there so it is. So even though I didn't know that fact about like them being a lot more harsh, like you would know yeah. that there was a difference. So, so that he doesn't react at all. And that's supposed to be one of the few clues that yeah. gives him away. And just like d- little details like that that I love. Yeah. They, I really they're enjoy. so good about wrapping things up so perfectly. Like even the it's like good writing. socks yeah. and shoes off and scrunching up your toes on the carpet. Like, and that's and why making, he doesn't have shoes for the whole movie. He doesn't have <laughs> shoes for the whole movie and they shoot the glass out. And of course his feet get like cut up and they and don't stuff. fit the shoes of the guy he kills. Oh, and they, kills yeah, like they just did such a good job of like putting these little <laughs> strings yeah. throughout the whole movie with everything. Well, it's, and, and it's they wrapped it up. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. very it's like you want. try to poke a hole. It doesn't in. have to be amazing. No. It doesn't have no. to be amazing. Like, oh, it didn't work because this. Like, the fucking shoes are too small. That's yeah. all I need. I just need an explanation. Yeah, I don't need a like amazing. It's all. It's all it takes fiction. most yeah. of the time. Well, the cool thing is like they do a lot of like quick, fast, in a hurry, and they give a lot of like assumptions based on what you're saying. So like. You know, the beginning sequence, I'll, I'll kind of talk about, like, this is one of my favorite parts. Just the beginning sequence on the plane where, like, you start off with the guy and then you go on to John McClane. Like, it shows that he's coming into things. And, like, th- it's, a, it's a great way of building a narrative of, like, a man or a person enters a world, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. it's different than foreign from what he has to do and he has to traverse, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, you, he has a gun moment or he has, like, you ever fire on planes? Like, I don't like it. And then he turns it on him. He was like, I've been doing this for 11 years. You know, like, those Trust kind me. of things where it's like in three minutes I know what I need to know about this character I could throw him into Neverland but I still know what to do with this character you know what I mean I don't need his damn origin story I appreciated that and like him checking in 
and saying that like the last name was not McLean. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was like those, that those little things. Spoke volumes. He he looks at the flight attendant in a way where it's like, oh, there's a thing, but he doesn't like hit on her and he doesn't have like a confidence. And then he so sees the like, couple in the airport. Yeah. And so he's like longing and he's like California. So it's like yeah. he noticed these these things. He can still like be like a single man, but also like he doesn't like uh, go on to things like normal action heroes normally do, right? Yeah. Where yeah. they're like, hey baby, you wanna fuck in the bathroom most right. of the time. Yep. Yeah. That's what I, I always want, hated I about action movies. I want you to find movies. me a movie that actually happened. Ali, what's your favorite, <laughs> favorite parts? Uh, one of the, my favorite parts that comes to mind is uh, when he's like hiding under the table. Like, and he's there, it's the gunfight with the guy oh. that goes on the table. And he's oh, like, oh, yeah. Next like, time, next time you get a, uh, like, yeah, don't, don't hesitate. hesitate. And he shoots him and he's like, thanks for the advice. Yeah. That was pretty badass. Which I later think influenced other films to do the fucking I'm under you shooting thing. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I also liked when he um, tied the fire hose around his waist and was oh, like, yeah. no, 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 no. Right before he like oh, goes off the side. When it's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Sorry. Like I thought before you meant after. he jumps off, he knows the helicopter's coming. He knows he's going to have to jump and then things blow and he's like, ah, oh, fuck. Yep. <laughs> like, oh, all of that, that was perfect. That whole scene is pretty stressful, especially so after stressful. it falls and he's like trying <gasps> to untie he's it. He's trying to undo mm-hmm. it. Huh? I kept like fidgeting in my seat and when I get really nervous, you'll hear me like. Or the gun, the gun scene's really good too where he's hanging from the strap in the vent oh, yeah. <gasps> and apparently the stunt guy was supposed to grab the first vent and missed and I mean it was all CG so he just landed on a oh, pad oh my god but why did that make the director me- liked I it so much now. that he just inserted a shot of him falling and catching the second one instead because mm. he thought it was more suspenseful uh, yes cool. is the answer little accidents like, <laughs> speaking of stunt guys I, I totally noticed this like watching it this time around uh, the guy that is the brother of Carl, yeah, the long guy. When he when he's walking down the hall and he slides down the stairs, stunt guy. And I was like, man, they had to get a stunt guy for this because I get it because it's a little dangerous. But like his hair is just so like Ken doll versus like Fabio. There's another stuff. moment too <laughs> where Bruce Willis is on his back and they're fighting. Yeah, it's an obvious like, stunt double. But like also, it wasn't as HD as it is. now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I'm not saying Fair. it's a bad thing. You have to use stunt people because it's safe. Yeah, it's, all it is is about safety and safety yeah. always comes first in films. But suspension of disbelief. <laughs> so like I was just like, God damn, that's some fucking quaffed ass hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but invest in a better wig. That's all we're saying. That's all. Yeah, that's all we're saying. <laughs> Do the stunts, keep them safe, but like budget the wig. Yeah. Oh, Argyle. Anything with Argyle was great. Yeah. The limo driver, like partying in the back with the bear, being like, if this is how you celebrate Christmas. Five minutes into the ninety-minute film, that yeah. it's some something might be off. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That he's like partying up with up. the stuffed animal and be like, my boss thinks I'm going to Vegas right now. Bah. Like he was ridiculous but yeah. great and also he had a little hero moment when he was like this shit ain't right and then he just like blasts into that van he's like I did my part yep I w- one of my favorite parts is just whatever Carl's Winslow's yeah Carl Al is like Winslow you say Carl's Winslow's I say Carl's he's Winslow's he's been adding an S every time show. he Carl's says it Winslow's and it's just driving me nuts Bruce Willis. Willis. okay uh, it's both their <laughs> relationship is one of my favorites it's because so good they never meet, and yet their their reuniting is more powerful than him and it, his wife reuniting. It is, yeah. it is 80s catfishing, pretty much. Like I mean, like you don't meet the person, you get a relationship. You know exactly. Like cops, they get that that like. And the hug, that, like the hu- I'm glad they hugged. They didn't just handshake. I couldn't remember. I was like, oh my god. That's why he like hugs his wife first, and then it's like the more. Well, I love the bigger reunion of them too. The yeah. like, you got kids. I have one on the way. I got two. I want to meet. It's a date. I was like, yeah. this is so, and these are the things it's like, they're developing this character so much better than like most movies do now, mm-hmm. which is so ridiculous. And then talking about shooting the kid and then like the moment at the end when he does shoot the uh, Carl. Yeah. And, and it's you're like, just like, not, yes! only, it's, not it's, only does the cop have the like weight of like, oh, this is finally done. And you can see the tiny bits of tear like forming in his eye. But also Bruce Willis is just like, oh, oh, this oh, you fixed it. the only guy who trusted me. Yeah. Like. I love it because it's it's these moment reprieve moments where it's like action stuff happening action and then there's these moments like after Bruce Willis has like a fucking skirmish with somebody and then bleeding feet he talks to fucking Carl to Dula. get him through it yeah, yeah to get him yeah. through it. and Carl's they talk about it, like what's going on what's the ground level situation <laughs> no. that how's it going up there we want you alive it's like I got fucking I thought that bit about telling what his wife what he wants to his wife was acted so well from Bruce Willis <sighs> so good. I really like. I know there's some stuff online that's like he improvised a bit here and there. And I was like, yeah, you got to in those kind of moments. But like, I thought that was some of the best acting I've seen Bruce Willis do was that (laughs) moment. And I I really, it hits me every time. The great great thing about film is that it is those microtransactions. It is like those devil in the details with film. Um, 
I, of course, would be amiss if I didn't mention the gun tape to his back as, mm-hmm. as one of my yeah. favorite moments. Oh, my God. Hit, like... Okay. And the laughing. Yeah. The, the, the sauntering in with the sparks in the background. He's like... That shot's beautiful. Hans! Oh, I'm the sorry. The shot, bow back, and beautiful is beautiful. <laughs> I like so any time that he talks to himself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's muttering to himself. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, he, I do that because I'm like... he interviewed a bunch of cops, and they all said that, like, they all had dark sense of humor. Macabre sense of humor was his exact word. Macabre, for those who but, are But uh, he said that most of them <laughs> said that making jokes in dark moments was very common, and that he, that's why he felt okay. He didn't like it in movies before. But yeah. He, once he heard that, in he was like, case. all right. He's yeah. gonna make jokes to yourself to keep yourself sane. Mm-hmm. So I liked that. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of good. There's, there's a, a lot so, we could go on. So, we're, so we'll many good moments. We'll I also yeah. like that he was eating the like old Twinkie, and yeah. he was like, "This is disgusting. What is in this?" And it's just like a passing comment. And he's like, "This and this and this." Because he's been getting them for his wife. <laughs> um. So after favorite parts. Um, I mean, this favorite character is John McClane, but I mean, you could do side character if we wanted to. I mean, oh, yeah. I like Hans Gruber. Hans, I, Carl Winslow's. Carl Winslow's is my. Is he a, a main or side? He's not. He, Jan, John McClane, I think, is the main character to me. That's okay. just the main character. Uh, because I was gonna say it, it's supporting. I love cast. John McClane. Who's I all think. supporting cast? Uh, I, I, Alan Rickman to me in this is so perfect. He's great. I, I I'm just drawn to him, but like my side side character is Theo the hacker. I think that's a wonderful character. Yeah. Oh my god. To be singing and like the his entrance is amazing. Talking about Magic Johnson at the buzzer and then like the guy Boom. shoots him. Boom! It's done. Like I think that's what really well written. You can break into it. You didn't bring me here for yeah my like, charisma or whatever. Yeah. I yeah. Like, oh, it's good. So it's good. good. And he's singing the whole time, um, which is very clockwork orangey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, on purpose. That mm-hmm. was one of the quotes from McTiernan. Is he wanted to use Ode to Joy because of Clockwork Orange. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite character is probably um, the douchey business guy. I keep forgetting his name. <laughs> Ellis, that guy. Ellis? It's just funny to yeah, watch. Ellis. It was funny to yeah. like. I just enjoyed the scene. I'm doing, doing night, the cocaine man. and stuff. I can give you this guy yeah. up right now. It's just really sad too when he's just like when he's realizing I fucked up. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's I like, made, I don't know this guy. I was like, <laughs> Corey, oh, fuck. I've made a huge mistake. I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> yeah. But like, oh. I did respect him for being like, I told him you were my friend that I invited to the party. Like, he didn't give up McLean's wife either. Yeah. yeah. And that's the only, that's where you, that character gets redemption. semi-redeemed. And yeah. you're like, oh, now I don't want him to die. He wasn't yeah. a slimy si- businessman. He was just a businessman. Yeah. Yeah. Who thought that he was a better businessman than he was. Yeah. yeah. Well, you don't do business with terrorists. No. Yeah. They're not terrorists. They're thieves. They're robbers. Yeah. yeah. Um. Favorite character. Other than I John mean, I, I really... Love Hans Gruber, but if I'm gonna go side side, I'd say Argyle, limousine Argyle. driver. Yep, driver. Yep. I mean, Alan Rickman will always anything that he's in. I will be like, yeah. mm, I love Alan's Rickman. Alan's Rickman. <laughs> oh, Alan. Alan's Rick- Rick's Alan's Rickman. Um, I love him in anything that he does. Yeah, he's just uh-huh. phenomenal to watch. So I have to, and you already took Alice. I'm not gonna. Tell us. <laughs> um, but Argyle, it's more of a shout out than yeah. The, but the FBI agents are kind of funny to watch, just because they're like twenty five percent. I can live with that. Who, like, who, Jesus who's, Christ, who's the dude. I don't have the note in front of me, but who's the dude in the sewer? Who's like, oh, we got to turn. He's in a lot of comedy he's in a movies. Lot of he's things. in The Burbs with. Uh, that, yeah, with that's Tom who Hanks. he is. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, I love. I was the like, burbs. this dude is in so many things, and I keep forgetting where the fuck he's, he's also from. in Little Monsters. He's the main big villain with the neck. Anyway, that's so cool. I love that. Like. These older films, like when you think about it, like oh, they they were ev- they went everywhere. Yeah, I love okay. that. I mean, it, it's it's such a trope, but it's like the whole like FBI coming in, taking over f- from the cops. Yeah, like Agent Johnson and Agent Johnson. But then they turn it on its head and they all die. And you're yeah. like, whoa, <laughs> bye. Uh, side for me is probably Al, the cop. Okay, just because yeah. he was Reginald. great. Everything about him, like it, even from like the gas station attendant giving him it's shit, for my wife. being like. Sure oh yeah, these is. are for your wife. Mm-hmm. All right, Back you're a cop, so you're fat and like these. But then they are laugh together, which I kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> but it's that I love this. The, laugh. You, they laugh with their, it's the fuck you laugh. They laugh yeah. with it's their the teeth. Fuck, <laughs> fuck you with the it's eyes. And also, Winslow smile. Also, yeah. that he takes exactly. his change and puts it in the charity thing to be like, fuck you a little extra. Yep. <laughs> like shout out to his Steve's. He does that shit a lot. He's yeah, like, <laughs> it's like. <laughs> hate you <laughs> it was great i al is probably my favorite side character but our is pretty closely tied just because he was a lot of fun yeah our guy bothered me <gasps> why why 
Oh. I mean, does this bring you to a qualm? It will. Okay. Okay, we'll get there. Us to we're our, we are coming back. Quammy qualms. Did, we, did you get are we favorite there? parts? Yeah, I think yeah. we did, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, oh. okay. So we're in qualms. So, so take us. it away. Take it away. Uh, I H- like regular socks instead of Argyle. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, leave. Birkenstock. It, it, I don't have any other qualm beyond this. And just as a character, he bothered me. I think for me, it cut to him too many times. And I know part of that they explained was that um, Bruce Willis was was filming Moonlighting during the day and this at night. And so in order to give him days off, they expanded on some characters and Argyle was one of them. Not originally a large character in the script beyond the initial scene. The beginning. Um, but it, it just like him being clueless for 40 to 50 minutes of the film when we're deep in the shit and then it cuts back to him partying as to me too many times. I was like, we get it. They he's cut un- to him too, one too He's many unaware. Times. I get it. The the fix would be just don't cut to him so often. Possibly, yeah. Yeah. Um, I also didn't like the way he talked to McLean in the beginning. Oh, oh really? I like thought his questions were life. super aggressive. Oh, I'm a cabbie guy. I ask questions all the like, time. Like, I get that. Talking is fine. But he's like talking about his wife, like, oh, what, yeah. you divorced? What? Tell me. And he's like, uh, and he's like, no, tell me. Are you divorced? I'm like, Jesus Christ, Calm dude. <laughs> Come the fuck. Like, let the guy not talk oh, he's about a virgin. it. Uh, <laughs> so for me, that is the weak link of the movie. For me, personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I guess uh, nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I just thought that. He said fucking I've, character. That's what he said. Yeah, I know. I'm hurt by it a little <laughs> bit. But that's okay. Uh, I just, I've come across a bunch of cabbies that are entertaining so even when they're aggressive it's still worth it I get it for me I lived in New York for three and a half years oh, and I would so have got out of a tainted. cab <laughs> if someone asked me that shit I'd have been like Fair. nah pull over we're Fair. done well even if my Uber driver was like just play your fucking music okay yeah <laughs> I, I don't know why but I also have like a knack for uh, attracting people who ask those type of questions or unload answers those kind of heavy answers without yeah. me even asking the question. I'll be in the grocery line and they'll be like, yeah, my dad passed away last week and um, I've Whoa. really been struggling with it. And this they'll tell really me the last heavy. five years of grocery life. shopping. Fucking Ralph's, man. Like, I don't know what happens. Thing, though, but Shout out to Ralph's Aggressively asking the question, like, are you divorced? And he says, I don't want to talk about it. And then go, no, tell me, are you divorced? I just fucking said, I don't want to talk about yeah. it. it, it I mean, to I, me, it was off I was on my way to a cab before your ass picked me up. I could do that right yeah. now. I yeah. mean, you know, and it's I. I've met people that are like that that are just way too direct, and they me too, have, and I hate them. I don't I, hang out I, with I them guess anymore. Bottom line is, it just didn't bother me. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah. It, it and just it bo- wasn't yeah. an issue for me. It and was kind of explainable. I totally get it. To me. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't. I don't really. I don't really have qualms. It's I mean, not long enough. Yeah, it's only 132 <laughs> minutes, and I'm not happy it's with that. It's the longest the, of all the Die Hard movies. The trilogy yeah. should be one. <laughs> um, I. I'm probably a minority. I really actually like all of the Die Hard movies. Mm-hmm. Um, just because they're the cheesy. Okay, I'm going to tell you this right now. I think most wait, 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 whoa, whoa. likes Are them. there five of these? Yeah, there's, there's gonna five. Be a sixth one, there's going to be a sixth one. I said that. Yeah. Uh, I think most of the people in, like out. of the of the Die Hard audience <laughs> couldn't have been um, real. like most of them. I don't think... Except I think the, PG-13 the last one. one. I just think the last one was the one that was got yeah. the most creepy pain. I think it's because... Is that the one with Justin Long? Jai Courtney, his son. Oh, okay. Mich- uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead was his daughter. In What's the, the one with Justin Long? Night. That's the fourth one. the fourth one? That's the one that I've heard most people don't like. Uh, I, I, I thought it was lot, decent. I, I thought a lot of people I actually like enjoyed it. Is that the PG-13 one or is this last one the PG-13 No, the, the, that one was PG-13. It was, yeah. it's but PG-13, then all of them became like, PG-13. Uh, yeah. my, my point about like that whole tangential thing is that this movie is one of those, it's kind of a product of its time mm-hmm. in a way. It's something that holds such a special place in my heart. I just I watched it again a couple of times and I was like, wow, I can't find anything that I don't like about it. If I were to reach, I'd be like, oh, yeah, maybe the expanding the relationship a little bit more between him and his wife. But that's not really possible. I, I they got yeah. it incommunicado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the, the whole tension is built on the fact that the last thing they did was fight. That's why I'm saying I'm reaching. Like, yeah, it's no, like, I'm just it's reiterating like on the, for the audience. Yeah. For, um, that was actually my only qualm with, with the whole movie mm-hmm. as well is all I wanted was when they saw each other again is for him to just say, I'm sorry. Like to that for that that like he built it up as such a big thing to Al. And I, I get like the emotional catharsis of seeing each other and not finding words and all of that kind of thing. I get it. 
But also he made that, he wanted that to be like his last words. So why wouldn't they be the first ones when he sees her? Well, I mean, also so when, get hostages the, out of there? When, when he, I get it. And they kiss. I get it. But that's what I mean is like they, they did the kiss in lieu of, you know, speaking. And it is implied that they're going to like talk it out later. But yeah, I guess. she says McLean. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, like <laughs> things are there to say that like, oh, we're going to work this out. He's going to say sorry a million times later on. But I like for for them to build that up so much, I guess it just wanted the payoff feel, off yeah. screen. I wanted the I wanted it to be wrapped neatly in the bow uh, for for the the movie. The only thing I could defend against that is when they first meet. What happens? They get in a fight, right? Mm-hmm. And he was the first thing he says, like real mature. Because mm-hmm. he like he, he, no, I think he I think he does that. I'm just he saying, does like, call himself out, but yeah. he doesn't call himself out in front, in front of, of her. her. Oh yeah, which is what I like again. You it's, not even, it's not even that big of a call. Yeah. You would have wanted it. Yeah, yeah right. I, I, I just wanted one of the, everything yeah. else. Everything else was wrapped so nicely. It's one of the plot like, points that yeah. was happening parallel to everything else. You would have liked some on screen. Like I'm curious if that was written at one point. Maybe. And it was like that's just left over, and they tied it up with him. They saying, might have wanted to. You'll not tell it yourself have it. when you get out of there. They Here's probably horse right to the sunset. They yes. probably prioritized the relationship between him and Almore, is my guess, and they didn't want it to be too bromance. Like, at the end, yeah, <laughs> For the win. a bromance versus a romance. Bros before hoes. Um, wow. My my qualm is the same as Corey's. It's not the driver thing or Argyle thing. It's the fact they cut to him too much. That's my thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, mean, I get. Having to do that, but sometimes you just don't fucking involve it in there. Yeah. You just don't while, put, while all the action the is happening, they didn't need him well, to like, be doing so many things. Well, like, the first few times were great. Yeah. And then after that, I'm like, my dad always said, and maybe it's my dad coming out, and he's like, if you do a joke once, you're funny. If you do a joke twice, you're an asshole. So it's like, okay, all right. And so for me, I always kind of get that sense of like, I get it. I fucking get it. And so like, when the first time's like, Argyle, please tell me to call the cops. Yeah, they think I'm in I'm like, okay, totally great. Totally fine. Good cutaway. But after that, it got a little excessive for me. But yeah. other than that, I thought it was great. I think I actually even, now that I'm thinking about it, I remember going, that was a weird cut, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it had no, there was nothing, like, said. There was, yeah. oh, it was, he was backing into a parking spot. And I was like. Why? Wh- but why? But why did I, I didn't need to. I think they wanted to, like, I didn't need to see that. you over the head with, he still is here. He's yeah. he, he didn't leave after dropping him off. Yeah. Meanwhile. In the parking garage. And now they could have also been like, <laughs> they could have also been like, I'll be right here. Maybe you even said that. I don't know. Yeah. Well, are there any other qualms? I, I have one small qualm and it. it's with the, would you call it, would you call it a swarm? A swarm. And it's with the, a swipe? It, it's a story thing. It's not even like the movie no? really. It was well, like it's character. It was character things oh. like with, like what the characters did. And it was the chief of police or whoever it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, deputy chief. Well, like him immediately dismissing that there's anything wrong inside the building when it's like it's a company party. There's like 30 of them up there. They haven't gone home yet and their cars are probably still parked. Yeah. Like the 911 so callers. It, would, that it like, wouldn't be too much of a stretch to realize that there is a problem and there's 30 people that are missing and they're up there. My, that was my only thing I where I was that. like. I get that. My only, like I guess, defense for it. It's like I kind of get where they come from because I'm like, yeah, you throw this into reality. Yeah, this sounds super fantastic. There's a terrorist robber thing and fucking all these people are hostage. And like, it's not. My only my argument would be that it's not that late because he gets there. Towards the beginning of the it party. It could have still been the beginning of the party. It could party. have been like the yeah, middle of the still party. Still going on. Well, and then also, I mean, sadly, we're all talking about one of the happiest times of the year. It's also one of the saddest times of the year. So when he says, like, some broker probably just commits to it, so I'm like, that's kind of normal. Yeah. 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 Sadly. Like, yeah, those, 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 those Christmas happen. is like the yeah, second but riddled highest with bullets. suicide rate day. What? Riddled with bullets. Next to Valentine's Day. I mean, I don't know if you check. The friends that, were that was, I mean, even, some that Christmas was the parties line. I've had. That was the line that, that I was like a depressed guy, but I'm pretty sure he was like shot up. And then, but I mean, I was he didn't have that information it wasn't yet. like, it yeah. wasn't like a big deal, but yeah. I was like, okay, like it wouldn't, well, to, to, to kind of, wouldn't uh, be dismissing to your point, it that quickly. uh, Roger, uh, Ebert said that that was his least favorite character because he was dumb, useless and slowed the movie. Can I, I want to take, but a then look. changed his opinion later on. No. I'll take a real quick pause for Roger Ebert. <laughs> The OG Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. So, um, but, <laughs> but I, that was the only thing where. No, I will say like, at first, it, to me, it's completely possible. But when shit keeps happening, you're like, okay, come on. Yeah, come yeah. on. Like, you're like your ass just feet. got fucked in front of national TV. It's you like, just got butt fucked. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, yeah. It's like that. Yeah. And I think the like. Now give me back to Al. Whoever the oh, emergency shit. channel was. Mm-hmm. Was that like the, the two, police? The two ladies. Whatever. Yeah. Like I dispatch. think you would know. Dispatch. I feel like they would know gunfire over the radio. Uh huh. 
Well, yeah. I think that's why they, they sent up black and white over there. Yeah, but it was automatic gunfire. But also, this is 1988 in Los Angeles. I think automatic gunfire was a little bit more common back in the day, too. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't go that far. It, and even if it was, it would still garner the visit <laughs> yeah, yeah, by yeah, more than just one black and white. Especially if a, he's saying there are 30 hostages and terrorists everywhere. Yeah. My yeah, only thing is because I feel like there's a lot of prank calls that happen. And it's at the time. Things can happen. And firecrackers can be a thing. Nakatomi. Thank you. Nakatomi Plaza, which is like a hoity-toity area. So... It to, it did seem far fetched. They thought it was a prank caller. They thought, thought it was one guy, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, like they, they said, like, it was this one could guy. be yeah. one of the guys there. It's like all these doubts are a hundred percent things that you should think about. Yeah. And so, like, these are all I think true. But but it's it's the fact that there was like, no urgency behind. I had it. that, and like I I as an audience as a viewer had those kind of like moments where I was like, wait, but there's like thirty people up there. Their cars are probably parked. They're not even going like, to check it out. Just yeah, like, it, it, like it did, I was like, okay. I mean, they do. It did bother yeah, me, but little, little, tiny, real time, real life story time here. I had a friend who was literally assaulted by someone. Like mm-hmm. they opened up the back of his head with a flashlight. He yeah. had to go to the hospital and get eleven stitches. And um, we went to the police with things covered in blood, and they were like, "This is what happened. This, this is everything that happened." And he's like, oh, so somebody bops you on the head and I have to fill out paperwork? Are you kidding me? You're fine. Go home. So your cops sometimes cops sometimes too. cannot no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Not I agree with but the, the, the callers to his own cop. I said the same thing about the 911. Or I guess they're not 911. The but they're dispatch. That there was she even takes the earpiece off because the gunfire is so yeah, loud. Which, Super yeah, which you would loud. think it's and like, she's oh, just, we just like, send, send one over. Send yeah. one of the black and whites. And it's like, eh, maybe just send But she does say, patrol. to be fair, she says code two, which is a no lights, like, don't let them know you're coming situation. Okay, fair enough. So I don't know if that helps at a little. Yeah. There should have been more urgency. I think when they send the one cop, that's fine. It wasn't even like urgency that bothered me. It was just the chief of police dismissing Al. And his concern. Consistently. Yeah. Consistently. That, First time, That was yes. the only thing I was like, time, I get it. She's supposed to like- Bolster Al. As, as isolated as John is inside the building, he's supposed to be like isolated and on his own on the outside. Yeah. So I get that. You and just that's have like, to have the one guy who And their partnership ma- it makes their partnership stronger. I get mm-hmm. that. I, I would say then the fix for that could be then like the the police and FBI or in the city have to be like, we have to do things this way. And then the like FBI. Al's like- I can't like oh. we we can't do that like fucking he's gonna die it's like well we have to do it so it then ostracizes him the same way mm-hmm. would that be well a I fix? would I would have been like him being like like all right like send send a couple patrolmen to the garage and and then like maybe around the same time as when they realize that there is people in there and that guy comes out it's like there's thirty cars in the garage like they're they're all up there or like I don't know. I don't know. You still got to create the same drama. I got yeah. No matter what, you got to keep Officer, the same. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, don't, don't. <laughs> there's ways of doing it without getting rid of the. Yeah, and drama. you just have them against him. Did, he, I've, I've, did I miss the part where he said that he doesn't think there's people up there? Yeah, because he, he, he says that he thinks that it was just the one guy. I always took that as he just thought it was off. the one guy doing everything. That they, I always thought they believed yeah. there were people there at the party. But either way, yeah, that's I get it. I understand that one. Yeah, it was it was a little slow there for a sec. But that, that was the only thing I can think of, really. And that's pulling it. So that would bring us to, to our rating. Ratings. Yes. Uh, so with qualms included. So we have two that, on That Caitlin. almost sounded like you did that in partial tongue. Yes. yes. Two yes. two votes on Caitlin. That was my rating for those of you who yeah. you know, early. And one on Josh. One on and me. And one on... Yeah. Yeah. So, so Corey, Corey doesn't first. have votes. Y'all didn't think I'd dislike this movie? I guess not. Not no, at all. Not. Yeah, it's a 4.8. 4.8? Yeah. On my list of like, if I compare it to other action movies that I love, this is probably in the top three for sure. Comparing it to John Wick. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's just like... I didn't yeah, say no, yeah. but I also didn't say yes. I forget, Josh, you don't have any votes on you, right? No. Wait, I thought there were. He I, does. I voted he does. Oh, okay. It was just me. Okay. Um, So it's between us three. Yeah, Ollie, you guys Tom, have to go. And Josh, Josh, Josh go. go first. <laughs> wow, <laughs> the waveforms actually line up. It's pretty awesome. Uh, I'm. I, I, it's a five. five. I, there it I, is. There's wow, not a single so thing surprised. that I would change. Wow. Hey, I'll yeah. go next. Wow, four what? point. I rate things High. lower. Most they, of the time, says you, Caitlin. Shush. Well, well, all right. Ollie, what's your rating? Uh, four point nine. 
All right. Point nine. So I'm next. Four point eight. Four point okay. eight. We just high fived across the room. Caitlin, Caitlin. Caitlin. here five. <laughs> it's five. Yeah. <laughs> because I really like this Double like grump. <laughs> I was so wrong. Double <laughs> grump. Everyone at home, hopefully your uh, predictions are correct. Yeah. But after the rating, uh, Corey and I, the new grumps, would you want to open up with any gushing? I, I just want to defend myself for a second. <laughs> <laughs> wow, really? I really you slided. Off he got slighted. No, because trigger warning. Sometimes, like I'm, I'm trying to be better. Uh-huh. I am trying to be better. You had yeah. the same rating as him. You gave him <laughs> shit. How <laughs> rude! Don't assume I that I always listen to our Stranger Things episode. Uh huh. I was not nice. He was not nice at all. <gasps> wow. I was not nice. Oh my goodness. Anyway, uh, I I have some fun facts that I thought were kind of cool. I'm excited for this. Uh, So the original novel is actually, it takes place over three days, but uh, um, John McTiernan is a big fan of Shakespeare and he loved Midsummer, which takes place over one night. And he thought that that would be a little better. And I agree with it. It's Mm -hmm. more tense. Um, Way more tense. I already mentioned a few like Bruce Willis uh, recommending, uh, what was her name? Bonnie Bonnie uh, Bedelia Mm -hmm. as as the wife. Um, But there is the, of course, the famous Hans Gruber getting let go on two instead of three. And so Alan Rickman's fear is 100% real. real. Uh, The scene where uh, they meet for the first time, you know how Rickman jumps down off a three-foot ledge? He actually cracked his uh, cartilage in his knee (gasps) and had to wear a brace. And the entire scene, he's leaning on things because the doctor said he couldn't put weight on it. So they made it into like this fear-based thing where he's leaning on one leg only. Oh. He's leaning on the pipes. He's acting scared, kind of curled down. Like a whip. Uh, and wow. he has a brace on his entire leg under his pants in that scene. Wow. wow. Which I thought Can was I cool. participate? Uh, I have one more. Okay. I actually have a bunch more, but go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say uh, they had specialized rubber soles made for Bruce Willis to yep. wear. Um, oh. Which is kind that of makes a lot of sense. Barefoot. Yeah, so he's not, yeah. so he's not a barefoot. hobbit. Right. No. Um, actually, he's more of a hobbit because the hobbit has. Rubber Almost well. yippy taye. No, that uh, could have been half uh, of me. John McTiernan wanted yippy taye, and Bruce Willis went, "It should be yippy kaye," and they did it in front of a. Is bunch this a, of, is this like a normal phrase? I don't know because I'm I've like, never what, heard what do you mean? I don't I'm like, it should or shouldn't be. So I'm like, I only know it from this. Okay, uh, and the crew decided yippy kaye sounded yeah, better. Yeah, because yippy taye sounds awful. Sounds fucking <laughs> stupid. Awful. Terrible um, But yeah, there's uh, <laughs> this was of course Alan Rickman's debut film in the US, his first feature film ever at the age of 41. He was a he did something completely different from acting before this, correct? He was a stage and TV actor. Yeah. Oh. So no. Oh. <laughs> Just but maybe earlier on, he, Bruce he, Willis was a bartender. He was a defense against the dark. He, he wasn't a wake up oh, he wasn't a wake up was. actor. Yeah. Uh, so oh, sorry, but, no, but it was only in only oh. in England that he was on TV and stage. So this was his first American thing oh. that he had ever done. Um so that He's it was so really little. Big. Yeah. You see him on screen, well, and you're like, Oh, you're so little. Uh but like it's crazy to have your career start as Alan Rickman start at forty one and then just be one of the greater movie actors in America from I, here on out. I forget if it was you who didn't finish Breaking Bad, but I mean that's it was the, me. That's the story of like the character who plays Mike Ermintrout. He what didn't get to start until like he was like way older. Yeah, and so that's why like I mean typically there's a correlation, not a causation, a correlation of like actors who tend to get their starts later in life tend to be a little bit more humble about it and don't fucking have those coked out careers. Yeah, so yeah, it's like yeah, that makes it's kind of cool. Um, it's really really cool. Schwarzenegger was attached at one point to play before uh, he decided he didn't want the. Macho. Wait, was he supposed to be John McClane? Yeah. Who is there? Is there a short list of people who are supposed to be John McClane? Yeah. Also Sylvester Stallone. Uh, anyone else? Because I want to do a not question. on not on here. Now, who would you want if it wasn't Bruce oh, Willis? Oh, uh, Clint Eastwood in the early. 80s. If it wasn't Bruce Willis, if it was Clint Eastwood, Schwarzenegger, or Stallone, you had to pick. Oh, Bruce Willis never, never never was never born. I'd have to go Stallone because it would be strange to have Schwarzenegger. Because he wouldn't fit in the the American. (laughs) I I want to see Schwarzenegger doing New York accent. (laughs) (laughs) I'm walking over here, man. (laughs) I would actually like Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood's a little cool. Uh, I feel like there would be. He would be more of a regular guy to me. Like everybody else would be so kind of over the top because even they were they were super buff in the '80s, and so it's like. And he could do yippee kaye, yeah, just fine. I, you know what? Actually, Very I would want Stallone because mm-hmm. then I would force Schwarzenegger to make a similar movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> there it competing. is. Okay. Nah, I, I would want and Clint, Clint Eastwood to direct it. I would want Clint Eastwood yeah, okay. to do it. Okay. I feel like he's 
He's in the like every man kind of thing where he's got that tough exterior, but. He's got Would, the crazy eyes. He, got he the, does got the crazy uh, eye. Yeah, no, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> one eye squinted, one eye's like fucking hasn't seen like light in 12 hours. Can I write in a vote? Yeah. yeah sure. Uh, Kurt Russell. No. Uh, <laughs> Actually, that wouldn't be bad. That wouldn't be bad. Uh, I was going to write in uh, Van Damme. John <laughs> Claude. You know, he'd be doing splits in the fucking ventilation hey, for no perfect. damn reason. That's, um, well. I want to gush a little bit about um, some of the shots. Now, Ollie, you mentioned one of like oh. how he checks to see the last name. So many mm-hmm. people. And shots. I think that was, it's so good. It's, it's, it's Kuleshov effect, which yeah. is montage. Which yeah, is, you like size and you're it's like, shot A, it. shot B, go back to shot A. Mm-hmm. And you see the effect that of shot B has on shot A. Yep. And it's, it's good film language. It's good in your mind. It builds that stuff up. And like, imagine if you saw McLean instead, right? Mm-hmm. His, in, his reaction would be completely different. Or, but then if you still have the morose feel, like it's, it would have been like, oh, fuck, he doesn't want to be married to her anymore. Like those yeah. kind of things are like, oh, these are just simple things that people use back in the day that people just don't know how to use now. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that I really liked is at the very beginning when, you know, action ensues, um, <laughs> he sees all the shit that's happening and then he kind of alerts himself with the fire alarm and then one of the guys comes up and he looks back and you see the elevator, but it just stays on the elevator and then it goes in, moves in towards the guy with the gun. I think it's Carl's brother. Yeah. And then yeah. he hides behind the thing. And the first shot of Bruce Willis is hiding behind the thing. Most action movies now, you have to see the reverse shot of him reacting to the elevator and then booking it. Yeah. And yeah, then get to that. It's there's like, a lot of good reveals in it's, this. Yeah, it's a waste of... When Carl Winslow is walking down, oh almost God. coming in, uh. and you just see the gun around the corner. Mm-hmm. You don't see who it is. You just see a hand with a machine gun. Yep. And you know that if he crosses that line, he's going to get shot. And then he just turns back around. He's like, ah, I've seen all I need to see. Yeah. Like, it's those kind of things where it's like you build tension, like a, a less... Uh, established or less talented director would do shot revert like shot here shot here shot here you have to show that so shot here shot here it's like boom you just do it from one angle you see it all in one frame you tell as much as you can within the frame one of my favorite shots is when Hans realizes that John McClane's wife is there when he sees the TV Mm. I forget what it's called where you actually move the camera in and zoom out at the same time oh it's Zali oh my god it's amazing and he a lot of people now turning while he does it and it's just this amazing like aha mm-hmm. moment so I called the Zolly because that's what it was called in some like, people call it the Jaws shot don't they I think so yeah I've, I've called it I've heard it Zolly on like behind the scenes set stuff yeah but now in digital stuff they call it the vertigo effect which mm. I'm like because oh, it was made yeah. famous vertigo. vertigo I'm like that's fucked up yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> like just call it the, the exact the, the, the Lord of the Rings yeah when yeah he, when it's a horror shot yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's typically a horror shot, but it's, it's, it's used. It's, it's scary realization. It's used yeah. really well here, and it's interesting that it's used on Hans and not her. Yeah, mm-hmm. because usually it would be like someone being scared, unable to move, well, kind of thing. The, the cool thing I think for like the assholes like me who are watching in the theater are like, I kind of like Hans Gruber. He's kind of a cool guy. He got shit all. How thing. fucking cool and calm and collected is he when he's just walking through the crowd, naming information about yeah. the oh, president? He's a blah 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 a father, a Ooh. Harvard grad. Yeah. But, or the part is like, I will count to three. I like he's, reading, no he's reading a thing written in blood on, on his sweater. Yeah. It's like, I've got a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho. 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 Hello, Alan Rickman. This is Alan Rickman. <laughs> 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 Don't forget to tell the joke about the monkey at the party. Is there uh-huh. any <laughs> any more any more gushing? I, I missed this whole film. Do you have more facts or was that it? Uh, it was just, that was my list. Oh. It was, I named actually a bunch of them during our conversation. Facts, no printer. I like, also like the stuntman messing up the shot, but then the jump and then adding that in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I really liked Holly. Like, it, she just did a good job of holding her own for oh, as yeah. much as she was capable of doing so. And who put yeah. you in charge? You, you did. did. When you, you killed did. my boss. <laughs> now they're looking Dope. at me. Like, uh, oh, I do have one more fun fact. No. When they started filming, they didn't know the ending of the film. So oh, that's, that's why silly. the truck in the beginning is way too fucking small to fit an ambulance in it. Nice. Oh. Oh. Also, yeah. go back real, and watch it. Real, it's a tiny ass. There's real, no way an ambulance fits in that truck. Real quick thing. Oh. When they all arrive and the fucking th- uh, like little lever, like platform goes down and they land directly on like the platform. Yeah. That's a fucking skilled ass move. I fucking unloaded a lot of production <laughs> trucks. Oh, yeah. God damn. We like fiddle with that shit. And I've worked on production for like three years and it's like we never know exactly how to fuck Oh, they got it. that on point. And I was like, yeah. God damn. That's fucking skilled as shit. They're professionals. <laughs> 
Uh, uh, I feel complete. I feel complete. I feel complete. Mm-hmm. I'm completing on Yakitomi Namina. No. Yippee-tie, other buckets. No! <laughs> it's just getting worse. It is. <laughs> so. Yippee-tie, Mother Hubbard. <laughs> so Josh. much worse. Well, everybody at home, well, thank you for listening. <laughs> thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, mm-hmm. Wherever you're listening, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the goods, the we good have- goods. If you're new to NerdOn, you can check out our website. Where is that website? That's NerdOn.tv. Woo! That's the one. That is the one. It has all the stuff. Uh, the link. All links. the goods. One important thing would be our Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, as we mentioned before, it does help us to continue the show and keep doing what we do as much as we do. And expand. Build. And expand. Make it better. You get faster, more stronger. of this. Try to take mm-hmm. over the world. By being a patron. You do get more. It's fun stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. But in the end... We're just grateful for you guys listening. Yeah. Putting us in your ear holes. Hopefully your 2018 treated you well. Mm-hmm. We still got a couple episodes left in 2018. Yeah. One more. Happy One holidays. More. If you it's go to a holidays. Christmas party, beware. Yeah. Yeah. Be and safe. now you of too can argue robbers? that. Terrorists. Yeah. They're Die not Hard is a Christmas movie. Thefts. Yeah. Robber, ro- robberizers. Well, on that, as always, <laughs> Nerd, Nerd on. on. Indie Broadcast.